Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I'm Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking skills through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check us out on our website at arcadiacognorati.com or by following us on Facebook at HBPRA or on Twitter at A underscore Cognorati. You can also check us out on the videos of the podcast on the Left of Greg YouTube channel where we also post some short clips on some of the concepts that we talk about during the show. The links to everywhere I just mentioned are in the episode details, so go ahead and check them out while you're listening along. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the fight or flight stress response, and more specifically about the little known but extremely important component of that response called freeze. We discuss this element as well as the physiological effects it has on your performance. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. So today it's just going to be myself and Greg again, and we're going to be talking about uh, we're, we're going to be talking about the four F's to start off, but we're going to talk about what what's known as as fight or flight, and the little known other F that's in there that uh, a lot of people don't really talk about, which is freeze. So we've probably heard of the fight or flight response to different stressful situations and autonomic nervous system response, but a lot of people forget to mention the freeze. So I think Greg. Uh, to start off, we should kind of go over what it specifically 30,000 foot view, what we're talking about of the four F's, the four F's being fornicate, bite, feed, flee, right? So this is how my yep. limbic system, remember that, that very primal system that we have that's still inside of every human being that we've gotten from uh, just adaptation over time, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of uh, years actually of keeping us the human race alive, right? So it's kept us alive this long, that limbic system. Now we don't really use it as much, which is kind of gets into what, what our skill set and what we teach. Uh, we're not as, we don't, you know, it's a little rusty. We've got a little bit of dust on it, but it's still there, right? So that limbic system will have give us autonomic reactions to certain situations or stimuluses in my environment. And I can't really control that. That's going to happen, but it's all predicated on the four F's. And, and for anyone who's listening or going, well, you know, that's not how humans are. We're talking about at a very biological level. We're talking about our limbic system of how I process my environment based on and at a primitive, a very level. primitive level, and you've got to remember that our primitive wiring still exists. It did not go no, away. No, it's still there. So it rules. It clearly has an influence on how we deal with uh, uh So yeah. So out of those uh, four Fs, there's obviously fornicate. Something, and for fornicate, remember, is for the purposes of procreation. I need to procreate and Precisely. continue the human species. Uh, feed, obviously, for survival. I need to eat for survival. Um, yep. So when we get into fight or flight, that is, once again, for survival purposes. Ideally, it's going to be, if there's a threat in my environment, I want to flee. I want to get out of there at a very primal level. I only want to fight if, to, if I have to, to give me time or give me the situation to flee. Because once again, flee. this is all about human survival at a very basic primal level. So all those little file folders are still in there. So one of the ones that we talk about is, is freeze, right? So we talk about that fight or flight response, but there's also a freeze response. And that's kind of going to be the overarching topic today that we're really going to deep dive out of the, out of the four F's and the speci specifically out of uh, the fight or flight system. So anything we want to add to that so far, Greg? 
first of all, you're right on, right on point as usual. And, and my thing for the listeners at home, for the people that are watching the podcast, do your homework. What we're doing is we're taking one of the four Fs and we're going to flip the script and look at both sides of that same coin. We're going to look at it from science standpoint and from the standpoint of, so what? How is this going to help me uh, avoid a dangerous situation? How is this going to help me uh, uh, avoid an incident of violence or a threat or workplace violence, uh, which is so prevalent in society today? And we don't want to square, scare you because almost nobody wants to kill you. But we want you to understand that there's a lot of crap that's out there, right. too. I'll give you an example. There, there, there's a, uh, I, I'm so uh, new to this whole pod and video and everything else, and I'm still the old school taking notes with the yellow pad. And So uh, while I was looking at one of our podcasts that poke holes in it to make sure that we're coming across well, there was one there, and it showed something about reading body language, and that's one of my – my things. Everybody goes, "Oh, you got to read body language." Yeah, we, we have a kinesis. Yeah, that, that's we but yeah, and and that's but but it's one of well, six. and and on that, is, it's one on of that, you, in order to be good at that, in order to understand that, there is a whole yep. lot of information. You got to go big to small first. Exactly, and and so on this one, they were talking about the person with their arms crossed uh, <laughs> that that you were encountering, and just like everybody else, they fall into the trap, and they were going, "Oh, this person is hiding something. They're being protective." Listen. You have certain basic primitive comfort signals. Maybe you got it from being born in the embryo when you were uh, 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 not born yet. Uh, and uh, the way that your twin brother's uh, uh, leg was up against your face, so you like the self-soothing stuff. You can't assign just this overall importance to a, a situation by throwing a dart at the map and saying it's just one thing. So that's why I wanted to make sure that we look today at flea and we want to take a look at some of the cogs and some of the mesh that goes together with flea. And I'll give you an example that, that people don't like to talk about. We talk about training all the time, and people don't want to go to training, and they don't want to pay for well, training. They, they or they, what we're they doing, want to go, or, or, let's go to the gym, or let's go to the range, or let's do this, which, which is, is fine, fine and fun. Because that's exciting. fun training. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Uh, <laughs> Who every time we go to, to a SEAL team, they want to do the laser plasma cutting charges <laughs> and the, the door booting in the car. I mean, nobody wants to sit for a lecture, but you got to yeah. do both. You have to train the whole brain. And so what I would do is I would say, look up uh, Rick Rascorla. Uh, go back into your uh, computer when we're done with the show and, and look up who he is and what he's done. And the reason I'm saying that is that there was a situation a couple of years back and uh, Rick uh, uh, predicted the situation very well. He was a security manager, security chief for Morgan Stanley at that time. And what he did is he, every couple of months, hosted a rehearsal to get everybody as quickly out of the South Tower as they could uh, at a place called the World Trade right. Center. And when an incident did actually occur, he was able to lead uh, 2,700 of his fellow employees out of the gosh damn building in time uh, that they didn't die. So why is that important? One, training changes behaviors. Two, if you don't repeat a process, you're not going to have muscle memory. Three, muscle memory is uh, uh, so little important compared to training the brain for advanced critical thinking. What is this event? What do I do? So, so the brain is predisposed to, to uh, uh, look out for your survival, but it's been retarded over the years because we can order a number three from a clown's mouth. So I want you to think just for a minute, everybody that comes to the climbing deaths in Colorado, the rafting deaths in Colorado happens every year. Uh, uh, how many times have you seen it, Brian, on, on, uh, on social media, these deaths due to selfie mischief? Where oh, the person yeah. Trying to that, get a and that's only increasing, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So what that is, Brian, is that in certain situations, we don't predict 
likely danger. And when we don't predict likely danger of a situation, what we end up doing is, is we skip phases like uh, denial, sequencing, channel capacity. We skip key predictive factors of, of danger and violence, and we completely go to the stage of hyperarousal. And hyperarousal or the acute stress response is the situation that leads us to uh, perform human performance is poor or to get PTSD. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So, of that. so real, real quick, PTSD, too, even before you get before you get to that, because because just to relate it to everyone listening to that, uh, you know, those the lighting yeah, is terrible. The, it's well, it's not so much the lighting on you, Greg, as it is. Is it the gigantic <laughs> head? Could, could so that, be, that the might be the problem? So, so uh, no, but it goes to just those autonomic reactions, right? So, if anyone's ever had like a right. startle response when someone jumps out, yes, your hands yes. go up, or you jump back, or you may hit that person. There's hilarious videos on YouTube to that uh, of people, you know, just someone jumps out and to scare them and they punch them in the face, all that stuff. So, so just so everyone, a, a reference point for everyone. Uh, it, if I don't, if I haven't trained for that situation, I'm going to go instinctively and my limbic system can take over and it's going to do whatever it's going to do. Right. So if, Precisely. If, and, and, and remember violence, it, our primitive instincts include violent encounters. So when we are faced with an unknown situation, we're more likely to go to violence, meaning that, that uh, rage response right. is completely something I understand. Because I know that when that person ends up on a blank file folder and all of a sudden things are, even a situation where somebody makes fun of you, you know, somebody bumps into you, somebody says something, hey, wide low, beep, beep, or something, and all of a sudden you go to the immediate mm -hmm. anger. The reason is that we have a very weak ecosystem now because we're not tested anymore. We don't have part task training. We don't have practical application. We didn't have to fight a cougar right. on the way home from work. So the, the more that those are pushed towards the back and the more we think we can think ourselves out of it, the more we fool ourselves. So those selfie deaths are from people not predicting the danger in the situation that they're in. So, so by, by not doing that and by, by talking about the situation with the World Trade Center, what prompted me to this is fire drills are a perfect example of a thing that can save your life. And, and either we don't do them or we don't do them frequently enough. Uh, uh, flea is a good thing. Flea yes. is a genetic, it's a primitive trigger that is a, a designed to get us out of harm's way. So, so uh, uh, read a great thing in an in a, in a American Medical uh, Journal, an AMA Journal. In the AMA Journal, somebody asked a question, and it was about, hey, listen, with the sympathetic and the parasympathetic systems, uh, why is it that people say that you're going to uh, poop yourself or urinate yourself in, in, in a stressful situation when, in fact, that's a parasympathetic? Now, you're, you're, yeah. what you're doing is mixing metaphors. You're throwing junk science together. Look, um, when your body ramps up for fight or flight, one of the things that happens is sphincter control. Some sphincters slam shut to contain areas, just like on the hold of the Lusitania or the oh, oh, bad example. Of bad a example. <laughs> and the Titanic, <laughs> bad example. Uh, sorry for those people that are Jeez. dead, but you get what I'm saying, Mary. Well, I, I think where you're but, from, uh, yeah, where your family's from, they celebrate those ones, right? No, no, the, it's, it's, at least the Lusitania. No, no offense. <laughs> so. No offense. At least half the family does. But the idea is, that you got to understand that they're trying to compartmentalize. Now, there's another part of your brain that that's intrinsically trying to separate you from that threat, and that's the one that's saying, "I need to jettison the ballast." So the urine and the defecation has to happen, and I might also not uh, appeal to this person, animal, beast, or anything else if I smell bad enough and I'm covered in my own feces. Maybe they don't want to eat me. And those type of things are the things that we don't think about. Listen, when you think fight, okay, that's a normal reflexive action. Of course, that's going to happen in the way humans are, 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 are triggered. Uh, flee, totally understand that. 
what if you freeze? So, th so there's a couple of types of freeze. Right. And, and if you're thinking at home about, well, well what, do you, what do you mean by a couple of types of freeze? There, there's three that I've identified, and I bet that there's probably more. And you actually brought up one that, that, that seems like one that could fall into that too. And, and the idea is that, uh, first of all, nobody talks about the freeze response. If you try to go online yeah. and, and look, at it, they, they may do a passing thing. So if, if you have your immediate danger and sympathetic and parasympathetic, then all of a sudden you get the, the idea that freeze is one of the things that you're going to uh, choose. So you've got uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. I call it the, the, the Jurassic Park one. Okay, maybe if I don't move, you're going to lose right. interest with and, me, and you're going to walk by. You remember that in the, in the again, movie? Again, that's a that's a that's a primal reaction too. You see that in animals too. Totally. Right? The, the deer, yeah, yeah. Deer, I've never I've never hunted an animal before the my life, but do they that. stop, right? It, precisely. And so they're going to think, hey, and and uh, do you remember uh, our our good friend and advisory board member and uh, our our sergeant at arms, uh, Eric Collier, is a, a fellow scout sniper. Do you remember where he does the freeze and the he melting, drops down? Yeah. That's it totally melting makes sense though because it's one of the types of well, your right? eye, so, I, your eye being attracted to light motion and edges freeze is a natural and response to that and you only have a six degree right. functional field of view so so now you understand tyrannosaurus rex the jurassic mm -hmm. park second one is the ostrich freeze okay listen I can't make you disappear, so I'm going to disappear. And you've seen people at horror movies yep. do that. Uh, you, you've also uh, uh, got to understand that that's kind of almost the last thing that you're going to do before you flee. And then you've got the autonomic freeze, and that's the, holy shit, I am paralyzed by fear, and I can't move. Now, if you think about that one, there's no file folder that comes up. You don't resort to violence, and what your body gets flooded with is the endorphins. Now you've got the chemical cocktail, the catecholamine group that's coming in. And what it's trying to do is it's trying to issue painkillers to you, preparing for that strike, preparing for that stab, preparing for that shot. And people that are watching have probably, and, and they're horrible, don't see violent stuff. It's not worth it. But you've probably seen a, a videotape of a beheading or somebody that's led into a yeah. place and then they, they shoot them or do something. And you go, why, why didn't the fight? person fight yeah. back? That's why. That's why. And that's all three of the ones that I discuss, and, and the Collier, let, let's call the fourth, the, the, the melting, all of those training can overcome those biases. Those psychological and physiological biases can be overcome with training. So if we rehearse for an event, and if we have realistic training, and we don't go to hyperarousal, we can actually fight back. We can choose which one that we want in a situation. We can, we can have a, a couple ready for likely situations. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and that's what I want our viewers to get out of this one today. Yeah, and so, so if, I, if what you're saying, if, if I'm understanding what you're saying, is that the freeze one, what, fight or flight is going to be, I'm, I'm, at least I'm doing something. I'm trying to fight my way out of the situ situation. I'm getting out of there. Yep. But that freeze, which can happen, is obviously sounds like the most dangerous because I'm doing nothing. And doing exactly. nothing during and, and, a situation is obviously worse. And I just described yeah. three or four ways of doing nothing right. that can get you dead right now. So, 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 uh, uh, so let's talk about physiologically, right? Cause you keep, you keep, you keep going, well, how do I get to this? Why does this happen? And yeah, then yeah. some people have certain reactions and some people have others, which, which goes into training and experience, but then how does this actually happen? Why do I get to that? Level? And nature and right. nurture, which is experience. You're, you're exactly yeah, right. right. You're on the right. right track. So, so let's talk uh, that's, yeah, it's experience. Uh, it's, it's a different with a distinction mm -hmm. scientifically. Yeah. So, so let's talk about kids. Kids haven't formed their amygdala right. yet. They have an amygdala and it's fully formed. Don't get me wrong. Don't get what I'm saying it, it, wrong. Yeah. What I'm trying to say though is that it's trigger motions 
and its release of chemicals are completely internal and have nothing to do with the kid's experience because he has none. So therefore, a child and a young uh, uh, person, a young human, okay, their first response on the scale that you talked about is not fornicate because that doesn't make right. sense. They, that's a blind, they that's a tabula rasa, baby. Yet. Right. So what they'll do is they'll freeze. So a kid, <laughs> when a kid is petrified, will freeze and they will stand still. I don't know if you just saw that yellow jacket or whatever that just went by my head. So if I go fleeing a little later, it's for the EpiPen, eh? But the idea is that if you think about that for a minute, Brian, because they don't know how to sense fear or predict likely outcomes because they don't have spirals, they don't have that wiring, they don't even have though the they do folders. have the wiring for bad yeah. and good. That's, that's why, uh, uh, have you ever seen a kid, Halloween's coming up, Halloween mask on, dad or mom, somebody that they know, they're screaming, tip the mask up, it stops. Right. They put the mask down. And okay, they don't like wearing it at first, too. Right. Yeah. You got it. So they need to see that mask, and they'd rather wear it up, up on, on their, their head. head. You'll see some little people. kids do that, yeah. and they're like, no, I'm okay with it up here, but not down on my face. I'm not sure what's exactly. happening. Exactly, because I yeah. I don't know what that means, but I know that it's like climbing the rope at gym class. I get a funny <laughs> feeling. Okay? So, so and, and the idea behind that funny feeling is in a kid, the kid doesn't know what it is, so the kid will freeze. Now, uh, 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 I'll give you the example. Once an amygdala starts to form, uh, domestic violence at home, the kid now yeah. knows what's going on, so they're going to run and they're going to hide, which, right back to our fire example, what if it's a fire and the kid now is at the point where they're going to freeze or they're going to flee and hide in the bathroom? Yeah. Now they're in the bathtub and the fireman can't get them out. I was in a, a, a Safeway the other day and dog and I go, so uh, our CEO of the company, Shelly Williams, and I go so early shopping in the morning that nobody else is around. So if it's six, you know, it's still dark outside, 13 degrees in the polar ice caps. And I'm walking through the store and there's a woman that has her daughter. And I'm like, wow, that's unusual. very unusual. They must be going camping or hunting or something. So the daughter was the free spirit. So the daughter was dancing around by the yep. vegetable aisle. Then she went over here and there. The funniest thing in the world is she got too far from mom. Now the legs got yep. stiff, the back got a little bit arch, and she's walking down and looking down each row, walking down, looking, and now the petrification starts, and you could see that so she's going internal. Yep. Oh, my God, what do I do? She gets almost to the end of the, the aisle that's parallel to the, the food aisles, and mom says, Alicia, or whatever her name was, oh, my God, you could see she completely relaxed, turned around and skipped all the way back to mom. That kid can't explain to you and me what just happened, but what just happened is all of a sudden, now my tunnel vision, now my auditory exclusion, oh my gosh, I might be a victim. That's fear, yeah. buddy. And, and so if we can manage fear, we can manage rage. If we can manage fear, we can manage our freeze re response. So you're not going to be able to get away from a startle response. Things surprise us, but things surprise us to what, Brian? To protect right. us. And, and so we're talking about here how can i how can i channel this and use it as a protection? so so that i think that that's a that's a uh, a perfect way of putting it. it or for people to think about it. it's it's to protect you so now your file yes. folders or experiences um might be different so this is because you alluded to it earlier when you started talking about ptsd and how that can form and different way different oh, yeah. ways that it can form and through different life experiences that someone has but that's that's just it. If those if that system kicks in where we've all felt it, where we get that fear, the catecholamines start kicking. So I get a little bit of that cortisol in my stomach, right? That feeling in the pit of my stomach, right? Uh, my 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 heart rate, my respiration might increase a little bit. My body starts sending that blood uh, to major muscle groups. Um, all of a sudden, exactly. my my I get 
laser focused on what I'm doing. My attention goes to the immediate area or what I see as a potential threat. So that can happen based on my limbic system picking up and going, there's some type of danger in your environment. There's arousal in here that I'm not sure of. Danger, warning, and, Will Robinson. And, it's screaming. And now at you. that can now that 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 arousal can come from whatever that warning may be. What we call kind of we like to refer to as a corrupt file folder, right? So maybe meaning yeah. I'm getting it out of a situation where I shouldn't or isn't normal or or hasn't met that threshold where I'm in a survival situation. But because of yes. my past experiences in life, maybe I'm hypervigilant or I'm more prone to this because of some experience I've had before. So, so you, you, with that girl right there, that, that is likely an encounter of she's young. She's normally uh, yes. within eyesight of mom, especially if they're in a place that they're not comfortable. This is, she's not at school, right? She's in a supermarket. Yep. And, and remember, this is an austere environment, very antiseptic. No people are around. You yeah. get what I'm trying to say? It was just her and mom. Now the echoes start building. It's still dark outside. You so, see how that can so, form, Brian? You see in her mind how so, that so can that, form? Yeah. So that observation of her starting, that fear starting to kick in, and then once she sees mom, it's okay. That's explained. Now that's different if she's yes. having that same behavior and she's with mom or something and then dad or someone else comes in the picture and you start to get that same response that's completely different okay so so now uncle paul walks in the room it's a family reunion and you see one of the kids the the little jimmy the cousin do you get what i'm trying yeah. to say immediately starts to stiffen and you see the fear that's going on okay it could be something as benign and simple as that uncle always squeezes that kid's mm -hmm. cheek when they see him. Do you yep. get what I'm trying to say? Or it could be a pedophilia and sexual assault. You don't know because you got to have context yes. and relevance and measure the knowns against the unknowns. But it's a starting point, Brian. That's what I'm trying to say here. So, so uh, uh, one of the things that you've seen, one of the things that I've seen, and many of our viewers will have this experience, is hopelessness. I remember seeing it in Iraq. I remember seeing it in yeah. Afghanistan. We were in a situation that, that I won't uh, mention the place but we both certainly saw it at the same time and you knew what that feeling was. Um, that uh, uh, abject, hopeless feeling uh, is what can lead to PTSD and these type of incidents because what happened is you thought you had a plan, you thought you were gonna go through with something and all of a sudden the emergency occurred and now your friend is dead or, or your friend is in the hospital or something has occurred. In your brain, your brain tries to give you snippets uh, through chemical and electric neurochemical transmitters. You're getting these flash bulbs that are going off and they're giving you a bit, a piece of the, the rewinded uh, uh, video over and over and over. And when you smell that and when you hear it, you hear that scream again. You go, oh, my God, my buddy turned into ballistic gelatin. And I did nothing. nothing. Yeah. So you think, hey, listen, I was hopeless. I wasn't helpless because I could have done something. But hopeless, I did not uh, uh, come up with a conclusion. So part of PTSD is you fighting to get you back. And so what you're trying to do is say, what if I had a successful resolution? What if I would have done these? And, and by getting professional help or at least going through training, what you're going to find out is you can, there are certain things you can't control, but you have to understand and you have to name them. And, and, and so as you start aging through the process and now you start having this, this, this uh, 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 palette of choices, let's call it, you have unconscious choices and conscious choices. So if your autonomic register doesn't have enough uh, uh, depth, then what's going to happen in an emergency situation is you're going to respond. Have you ever, I, everybody in the audience, have you ever seen anybody just dancing around like a chicken during an Not emergency? To, yeah, and you're going, hey, what's yeah. this guy doing? So 
he's doing the lead follower, get the hell out of the way. No, he's doing, I don't know what yeah. to do. So my body is going to respond with this, this nervous energy. You can't let yourself go there. And I can guarantee you when shots are fired, when somebody pops yellow smoke, when those two cars ram you, and now all of a sudden they're grabbing your daughter out of the back seat, that's where you're going to be if you don't have an appropriate level of training. If you don't, uh, Shelly said it the other day about mental rehearsal. Hey, how many times do we rehearse for these off-duty situations? How many times, Brian, you added, uh, uh, and rightly so, listen, we prepare for the deployment. We prepare for the combat, but we never prepare for the uncombat, the coming back, the, the flight home. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's where PTSD starts to lamprey in and attached to your unconscious mind. Yeah, and and there's, uh, I mean, we can go through countless examples from personal life uh, and, and how sure. that works. But the idea is that I think it's important to note that these are autonomic reactions, right? So meaning yes. I can't control them. So you can't control them. If you have some weird that that if you if you're that person that you froze, look, you didn't have a file folder for what was happening, or you became so overwhelmed that that you couldn't control that. And, and it took maybe someone in that situation to slap you on the back of the head and go, hey, man, what's going on here? Get in the fight. I need you to do this or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even have to be something that chaotic, meaning because then what, what happens, too, is you go, man, they look back. and go, man, I didn't do anything like I, I didn't know what to do. I, so and that PTSD can come from from that where they're now mentally exactly. uh, beating themselves up, so to speak, to go, well, wait a minute. I, I did nothing or I sat there while this happened and. I sat back and watched. I should have yeah, intervened. I and, should have done something. And the guilt. And, yep. and so it, it can. it's one of those things that, that can happen. And like you said, if you don't have a plan or if you haven't been through those experiences before, is that that freeze part is is huge. So not just, you know, there's other issues that, that lead to, you know, what people call PTSD and those are which which like almost everyone has in some form or fashion but it can happen if you get you know anyone who's gets in a bad car crash and then is scared to drive that's that's yep. you have PTSD from that experience welcome to the club come on yep. in the water's warm but but meaning you can exactly. you can work through that you can you can deconstruct that event separate the emotion from the event and learn what's autonomic reactions and what your body did versus what you, you might not have had a conscious choice in the matter. And then you can go, yeah, but you're making it, you're making it sound so simple. Oh, and you and I both know that there's some <laughs> well, of our friends, there's some of our friends that would drink well, a bottle that's, and make that's what I'm saying. Yeah. play Russian it, roulette with an automatic. I, right? I can make it so sound simple because it's personal and I know how to deal with it. It took years and years to learn that, you know, and go, oh, wow. This is and I'm trying to deconstruct <laughs> it every time we're together, I right? I know. And, poke, poke, poke. And then, but, but I think that goes into what you're getting back uh, with the four Fs and have it being part of our, our, our limbic yeah. system. So, so let's, let's talk about that for a minute. And you're right on again. But people sometimes don't understand the autonomic nervous system is an unconscious. You, you remember the fight that we had that one day out in, in the West Coast where somebody says, unconscious means asleep. Do me a favor. Get back to school. Break, break okay. open that book. Uh, generally, it's from left yeah. to right and, and from up to down. Uh, but the idea is that, that the autonomic nervous system is doing the stuff, the maintenance stuff that you don't do on your own. So it's regulating your heart rate, your digestion, your respiration, your pupil, your your uh, uh, all forms of external arousal that are happening, uh, uh, the blinking, the swallowing. Those are things that if you consciously paid attention to that background program yeah, that was you, going, it you, would drive you, you insane. To, yeah, would you, you agree? Be able to focus on so, so then if you have the 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 autonomic uh, autonomic uh, uh, reflex systems that are handling those. 
those are break, broken up into two very different sides of the coin. And that's why I always try to put it into the same coin. You've got sympathetic and parasympathetic. So for example, if you've ever uh, 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 hit anybody in the common peroneal and you saw him collapse because you hit him in the right leg and their left leg collapsed, uh, you know, doing the wrestling and, and uh, uh, screw around, screw around, we'll be around with your buddy trying to knock him out. Well, what happens is that sometimes the brain reads those signals and goes, oh, I understand what you want me to do and sends it parasympathetically or sympathetically to another part of the body. So if you want to liken it to good and evil, sympathetic is the fight or flight side. And then parasympathetic is the, okay, now it's time to go back home and rest and relax and digest what just happened side. If you're in a corrupt file folder, that means that you don't have control of the blend of yin and yang. Does that make sense? And that's also going to lead to PTSD. So, so your fight response is built in. But if you're a little kid, you're not going to fight. You're just going to go numb. Uh, Painkillers are going to hit. The endorphins uh, are specifically designed with the catecholamine groups and, and stuff like dopamine. That's why we're smoking the dope to make you desensitized and drift away. You don't want to see that horrific incident. People go, well, why couldn't they remember it? Because guess what? There was so much of a coma cocktail in their brain at the time. It was designed so they couldn't see their daughter die or their kid go up in flames. Does that make sense? So if fight is a natural response, but we don't go there, then we still have flee. But if you're not thinking about fleeing or you're not a, tra a track star, or maybe you've got an injury that precludes you from right. running, then if freeze is your only option, I'm trying to tell you, I don't think that's enough. I, don't, I, I think for freeze for a little kid, it might be enough. Well, uh, he might have psychological damage and need help later on. But kids normally have protectors. But what about an adult? If you don't rehearse for an event and that re event gets you to OBE. Right. That, quickly, that's okay. I think I think freeze. Is I, and I think that I think that's kind of a good thing to maybe clarify what, what you mean or not clarify but just you said if i don't train for an event but you're like well great i might yes. not hit I, how do i train for every event but but what you mean is just if i'm not if i don't become uh if i become overwhelmed by the situation i'm in so yes. so just a lack of awareness right just staring at your phone okay, and something yes, though that that's yeah. what can lead to it okay. even even if you are that trained opponent if you're down not paying attention and all of a sudden a, a situation presents itself um if you haven't done you know you you might not be able to uh, yep. uh, handle it right you might go into that freeze and so that kind of gets into all right well how do i self-regulate this or how do i i guess what you would call exactly. front load my response right how would i how would i you know have that those you know like we have different responses for like we, i've talked about one of the other podcasts just a, when a guy i can tell he's going to walk up and ask for money i've got seven or ten things that i'm already ready to go with right so some are smart, Alec. Like most of them are. Some, right, I, I know you well enough, but I've also seen serious, yeah. Brian, Well, because you got to know if that's what you're dealing with. No, yeah. don't, don't. Yep. And, and that person immediately. Before they get to me, yeah. Knows, hey, I'm and, not the but guy. Th that's the because I'm usually dealing with some situation where I can feel that, 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 that scale is creeping up on myself, and I'm starting to get, get a little overwhelmed by what I'm dealing with, and I know that one more <laughs> thing on my plate is going to send me over, so it's very simple. Nope, not can't do it right now. No. So, so it's self-soothing yes. and offered in protection of the general public. <laughs> yes. Because you know, you know that it may out. be like a yeah, the Leonid uh, uh, meteor yeah, shower. Because the overreaction in. is, no. maybe, oh, my bad guys, that was way, <laughs> that was, was a huge overreaction. But no, but that, that, that's what it comes down to is, is exactly. how do I self-regulate that? How do I get myself prepared to not become OBE? And that's a daily thing. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Um, the best people in the world at this still need training. 
So take a look at your law enforcement pro professionals. Take a look at your firefighters. Take a look at your emergency medical personnel or your emergency room personnel. Uh, your instinct, let's go back to that, and, and uh, you see a person that gets injured in a horrific situation. Uh, I'll give you one. Uh, it seems like every year in, in Mayo, Michigan, or someplace in the Midwest where they have silage and, and they uh, 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 store like uh, manure yeah. for different things. Methane gas builds up in some of these containers and somebody's there cleaning them out and uh, confined space entry occurs. And all of a sudden they're overcome by the fumes. A loved one sees that person who's now deceased, by the way, because yeah. there, there's no available oxygen and the, and the, the, the heavy gases have taken the place of the, the oxygen. There's no chance at, at getting them out of there alive at this point. What does that person do? Do they stop, look and listen? Do they, they stop, drop and roll? Do they think? No, they go down to help save that person. So if the smartest of us and family members and farmers that yeah, know that this know is going to happen. Right. What do we so, so how do we overcome it? We have to overcome it with training. Education is not enough. A sign on the wall saying danger, confined space entry is not enough. So, so we have to have a plan. Brian, there has to be an architecture for your mind to select right. off the map. So, and, and we provide that in training in many places. Right, and, that, that and that's actually a good explanation of why we do certain training that people forget or they don't even, you know, oh, this is just something we've always done. Okay, you know why you do a fire yeah, drill right. in school every quarter? Because exactly. a long time ago, a whole buttload of kids died in school fires and someone went, hey, yes. we should probably do something about this. And then not only got better in terms of training, but how they built materials and how they built this and how they... So, exactly. And, and the costumes for right. Halloween. And, and you know what? If, if you're listening to us and you're a security manager, you know, we've got a, a varied audience. Uh, we do. Mostly, I think, prisoners. and Yeah. Well, it's weird uh, because it's like a lot of criminals and then a lot of law enforcement. I'm thinking. But the idea is, <laughs> no. the idea is if you think about it, Brian, if you're a professional and you're just trying to listen and have fun, but learn something, what would your first fire drill look like? Your first fire drill is getting everybody out without hurting themselves or killing yeah. themselves. And showing up at a rally point and counting heads to make sure everybody got out. Yeah? Okay. What would your right. second you one look like? You have to build on that. Well, your second one has got to be, I'm going to mm -hmm. build on that time. And then I'm going to build on cooperation and communications, for example. What would your third right. one look like? Well, now I'm not worried about time anymore. But this time, I'm going to throw in uh, uh, what's called a confound in science. I'm going to block a yep. door. Now that door is blocked. How does that work with your plan? And guess what? I'm going to show them what right looks like. Do you right. see what I'm trying to say? Because, I, you know, you remember the death house? We yeah. talk about this many times where everybody dies. It's a training scenario, scenario where oh, just everyone goes yeah. in there and they just die. You're like, this is. We went up and we said, is... okay, so what's the point? Because some things you just can't live through. <laughs> Shut up. Like Shut up. Training. Because if you give people that choice, that's, that's where they're going to end up. up. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? They're so, going to go, so this, point, this is the one they were talking about, boys. We're that's done. it. So you, you have yeah. to think. Uh, 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 do you want to be the donor party or do you want to be the dinner party? You have to think <laughs> about your own uh, survival. And dinner dinner you know party at the donor party. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. you got to get yourself so, into a position where you say, what is the most important thing for me and my kids? Now, Sean's always well, telling us yeah. about the, the limited objective it's, experiments. He does with his kids. I'm telling you that if you don't and you don't get to training, what you're going to do is you're going to create a corrupt file folder, Brian. And, and that means you're going to do nothing. Either you're going to do something wrong or you're going right. to do nothing. And, and we spend a whole pot on the, you know, the, the what if game in training and how to yep. do it properly. But uh, to go back to kind of, you know, the fight, flight, freeze uh, aspect. So how does that 
pertain to um, rage? Like, how does that pertain to these these guys yeah, yeah, that yeah. like the, so the workplace exactly right. shooters, the the people that that just that, that the you, guy the the you know the guy who gets cut off driving and now he's shooting out the window doing seventy miles an hour. You don't know when and where your cup is going to become full. Oh, you don't know where I'm yours or someone you're talking to. I'm saying oh, I got that. a good example. I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so here's yeah. my thing. You don't know how full your cup is at any one time. Mm -hmm. And you don't live in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. So as you're moving around, you're trying not to spill your cup and you're bumping into people. Guess what? A little of their spills, sometimes their spills into yours, sometimes yours spills into theirs. But there's a point a trigger point, a smell, a look, a feel, a taste. Uh, um, I'll give you a perfect example of a physiological trigger point, Brian. Uh, I was an expert witness at a, a use of force uh, trial. And uh, uh, I don't want to get so uh, detailed, so somebody goes and looks it up. But the idea was one person was choking another. The person that they were yeah. choking so fought yes. back violently yeah. that they hurt a bunch of people. And they were going, oh, it's attempted this, and it was no. this, and it was malicious. Now, it was a complete physiological yes. response to trying to prevent being choked out. Yes. Yes? Okay, so there's a whole bunch of cases right. for that. So, so that's an autonomic reflex, uh, uh, an autonomic response to your survival system being choked. So now, all of a sudden, you're in the room, and you've got a guy. Uh, this is normally a situation with workplace violence. You've got a guy or a female that's at your work that's been promoted, and they've got a tremendous amount of power and authority, but they don't have a lot of uh, acumen and intellect yeah. with dealing with people in social situations. So they wield that Harry Potter's wand and, and, and ordain things to be done. So you've had your cup filled today over and over a couple of times. Somebody stole your lunch in the lunchroom. All of these things are happening and you don't want to fight. You just want to be left alone. And then there's the amazing and another thing. You hear that from somebody. Well, and another yeah. thing, Johnson. And guess what? Now your cup is completely full. And what's the very first level that you get to? You get to rage. Why do you get to rage? Because I have to fight back. And I've been dealt with it, listen, from my dad smacking me down and my mom smacking me down and the kids picking on me in school and everything else. What you've done is you've painted me into a corner and I'm going to fight back viciously. It, you can avoid that. You can see that happening in another person well that, and use the and, and that's a, that's a, exactly what I what I was hoping you, you you get to is that identifying this in someone else. So because you kind of alluded yes, to stuff at the tell tell your story. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, this story. is where I'm going with that is that um uh, telling this in someone else because you just got into where people talk. They always ask us that's what's yep. the most popular thing. Oh, teaches more about the body language. We're teaching you yep. that right now. If I can identify someone who's in that fight flight freeze uh, spot, well, that's going to determine how I deal with that individual. I'm at the gym last Saturday morning. All right. So Saturday morning, it gets crazy. We try to get in there early, but you, the, we got the kids. So the kids club thing where they watch good videos and open till eight. So we can't even get there yep. till eight. So that's the earliest so we get in there. It's just busy Saturday morning. Normally I'm there zero five during the week and it's like only a few people in there. Right. And I'm pinging yeah, you. I know. I'm already, I'm already texting like, you. Hey, can I get my workout in? You are in a different exactly. time zone, Greg. So I haven't so, figured that out yet. By so, uh, so, but, but, same thing. I, uh, guys in there working out on this. I, I think he's done. I go to, he, there's a, one of the weight stacks and there's a pull-up bar over it. So I got to do my weighted pull-ups and he's over there doing his rope press down things or whatever. 
And you've got your little yeah. steps so you no. can get up to five feet. <laughs> so, so I've worked if, I, if I do a stand, a running jump, I can reach the pull up. Bar. No. So I, I'm over there and he walks away. So I think he's done, but I'm not even using what right. he's using. I'm using the pull up bar. So I get up there, I hit my pull ups. I set the weight down and then the, uh, I see him, he comes walking over to that thing. And, uh, I was trying to tell him, like, I was trying to do the point up, like, Hey, I'm using the pull up bar cause he's got his headphones on and he's looking down and he's looking angry, but that's kind of a baseline for a lot of guys in the gym. So I can't really go off of that. Yep. He looks at me yep. just up, up in the air with his hands and takes the straight bar metal bar that he's about to attach to it and throws it on the ground and storms. There you go. So so, There's two, two things going on yeah, right now. So exactly. he's immediately OBE. He's so overwhelmed. So yep. now, you know, us doing what we do, but, but, for for you at home, yeah. wait because we're there's right, more. Right. So obviously for us, no, you know me, I'm doing the MLMD Koa. Okay, so this guy's just angry because it's busy and he can't get his workout in, and he's kind of a whatever. He's emotionally unstable, and that's going to throw him off. Or B, this guy's glass is full. I don't know anything about yep. him, his life, what's happened. Maybe his wife yep. just left him for the neighbor. Uh, he yep. just got fired, and you know what? This is it. He walked in on her with the chin up this bar. Is it. You're right. And now exactly. he goes to his What's gym it? bag and he pulls it out, whatever, yep. and he starts shooting. So, so you and it's bang, 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 yeah, bang. It, you exactly. And you don't, you don't know. So it's just that sustained observation. I'm not just going to go about my business. I'm certainly not going to escalate the situation because I don't know where this Precisely. guy's at. And there's another guy next to me who saw it and is laughing at the guy, going like, "I oh, can't help." I'm going, "Well, he's the first to go if something happens." And you then got I'm it. Next, yep. So maybe I got a chance. But that's, but that's the whole point of me dealing with it. It's going, where is this likely going to go? So through sustained observation, he walked out. There's a little yep. outdoor part you can because it's Southern California. So you can work out outside too all year round. So he comes back in. And so I continue with my thing, but I'm keeping an eye on him. I'm still doing my workout, but yep. I'm going, all right, what's happening? My grabbing McKaylee and we're getting out of here. Is this guy amping up or is he come back down? Then I see him. Time to find a new gym. Yeah. So then I see him shake his head and take his headphones off and walk over with what? Now his head's down and he's got the puppy dog. So you know before, before he's, he's even, even there, there, he's going to say, sorry, I yep. overreacted. And that's exactly I was a little what juiced. he did. He said, hey, man, it's not you. I'm just pissed. It's so effing busy in here. I can't get a workout in. So I gave him the fist bump. Like, hey, brother, all good. No worries. Like, we, we good? Yep. He's like, yeah, I, it's, I'm so sorry. And he was, at that point, now embarrassed for his actions, which most people would be, right? So, so he yeah, went through that course. range so of emotion. So. So my thing is, don't have definitive lines. Nope. This goes to nope. this goes to this. So your uh, fire drill must be one, two, three minutes, or you fail to get your certification. That's not what this nope. is about. This is about measuring everything based on the context and the relevance of what you're seeing. Here's the thing. If a person has poor coping skills and a person is getting there much too soon, your human instinctual response is going to be to close with that person and use logic. I would tell you to shut <laughs> yeah. up because what you're going to do is your logic is going to sound just like their dad yep. or their mom and your finger in their face trying to explain it is going to get you punched in yeah. your face. The idea is you have to be able to read that person. If that person's emo emotional register is off the chart for the baseline of what experiences you should expect, then it's an incongruent signal. And anytime you get an incongruent signal, give yourself the gift of time and distance. Now, you can be at this distance over here going, sorry, pal, I thought you were done. That's a beautiful yep. de-escalation. Now I'll give you the worst possible de-escalation. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's, that's, that's horrific. Or, dude, 
chill yeah. <laughs> or relax. Good okay, to- so what you've just yeah. done is you've just polarized somebody to the point that you're going to get your car rammed or keyed or somebody's going to yeah, spit in your lunch. Yeah, sit down, Francis. Now, I'm saying you know. go along to get along. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm trying to say is don't put me in that gosh darn box. Don't paint me into that yeah. corner. So, so most people want their say rather than their way. So let them rant. Yeah. Let them blow off a little bit of steam. Here's my thing. Be prepared to kneecap them and take Absolutely. them out of the game. If he escalates past a point that you think, and people ask me that all the time. So what's the point? I go, well, if I was sitting in a, a restaurant or a bar with my family and you came up and you did something that was so egregious that I had to leave my meal or family to step up, that's yeah. the line. Do you get what yeah. I'm trying to say? Maybe Brian, the line is different yeah. for you because you've been homeless for yeah. so long. <laughs> Maybe the line, is, you get what I'm trying to say? Unloved, Brian, is what we call yeah. it in the business. But the idea, uh, hopeless. The idea is that if you start thinking about this, it's not that hard. One, balled up fists are never a good sign. Mm-hmm. Okay, that orthognathic ridge coming down and corrugator muscles are activated. The other thing is red or pale. Red or pale means something because that blood is kicking and those, those chemical cocktails are going. So you've got electrochemical neurotransmitters that are now functioning in the background. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Dropping the stuff in my hand, blading your body towards the person, doing what I'm doing with my head. Those fidgeting things means you've got way too much danger yeah. warning. OBE is coming. So distance yourself from that person. Your instinct of I'm going to go and hug it out with this person. That's no, not the time. And no, the place it's, as a matter of fact, start distancing yourself and getting things in between yes. you. Because now you can find foreign objects to bring into the ring, or you can try to deescalate with your lips, but language. Okay. I'll give you a, a great indicator when somebody starts going, but deep, okay. That's my old man right there. When you lose the function of speech, that means you've gone primitive mm-hmm. 10,000 years from anger, into the yeah. past. And you're going to start doing the Clary Starling yeah. in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. You, you got to look out for those cues. And, and great allegory because your guy showed well, all he, of them. He showed all. But then he showed yes. a de-escalation. So he was able to come back to advanced critical thinking and go, hey, I overacted. Yeah. I, I was hyper which, alert. Which takes thing. a lot for that to for Today for, for that does. to happen yeah, to yeah, come to come off the gas well, like that. that it, that's what I'm saying. So now. Hey, if you're watching, yeah. dude, from the gym. So, and you recognize so, Meerkat, you know, don't show up at his night tonight like a prowler with the. But the, that's you know, the that's the, <laughs> But that's the other thing. I can it's, see it happening right now tomorrow in the news. And a lot of know? this is. Don't get me wrong. It's 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 for me. This is one hundred percent self preservation. Right now, I have someone who, Marin, who I can. Marin, you're scared all the I'm time. Terrified. I get it. So I get so it. I have this guy now who's I'm more. Li- I can now co opt if I'm in that situation. Now yes. I can go. This guy feels like he and, owes me one. And you got another guy to throw under yeah. the bus. Do you remember? <laughs> hey, he was laughing. Hey, at he you. laughed at. So, so exactly. here's the thing. Yeah. If you have someone to co-opt you, I go back to the, uh, yep. for any time you're dealing with any folks like that, you know, I go back to that, uh, Adam Sandler movie, Billy Madison, I think where, where he calls up, you know, Steve Buscemi and he's like, Hey, remember that time when I made fun of you and everyone like, I feel really exactly. bad about that. And, you know, I just want to, leave. sorry and about he takes that, man. The, he looks up at his people to kill list and he crosses his name off and sits down on the couch. Like, Hey, I'm glad that guy called, but that's, that's the thing exactly. is you don't know what you're running into. So when you get, I can, can identify, yep. uh, if you're, if you already know what we're talking about with the four F's and you're talking about fight, fight uh, or fight flee or freeze and you've seen that or you've experienced that yourself yep. guess what you can identify it in other people and now you can Precisely. now you can take that proper measured approach rather than 
hey, how do I de-escalate the situation? So, 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 and hit on that one more time. The de-escalate, Brian. Could yeah. you write right on the the you're uh, circling yeah. the rim? Uh, oh, uh, I don't mean the basketball. I mean in the shitter. But the idea here is, uh, what's the best and easiest de-escalation strategy? The gift of time yeah. and distance. Get thee to some distance. You can send a card, a memo. Say I'm sorry. Tell the the concierge or the maitre d. Those are uh, the places I go yeah, right. to. Or or. Uh, you know, tell the towel boy at the uh, Y uh, for you. But the idea is you can get that message to that person that you're paying. I am the towel boy at the Y, Greg. So Yes, you are. But but if you willingly, knowingly, capriciously, arbitrarily stay in you're, that you're moment, now, yeah, and then draw a weapon and you have to go through all this other stuff, you don't yeah. need to do that. For the love of God, if you if you punched everybody that needs punching, yeah, yeah, your yeah, hands would look yeah, like clubs. Do you yeah. understand? So so you don't need to do that. And and this is speaking out to the cops, your FTOs. This is speaking out to the road guy that thinks you got to prove yourself, or the the female that says, "Well, I'm in a male dominated environment, so I'm going to exert my pressure by either sleeping with everybody or beating everybody." That happens when we're broken humans right. and we don't think it out. So my my thing is. Training also gives us the gift of time and distance, but advanced critical yes. thinking. So we understand more about ourselves. And, and once I can look in the mirror and I know me better, I, I deal with, I generally deal with you better. Well, yeah, not me specifically, but other humans that. No, no, I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. humans. So I'm talking not, not this meat puppet that I'm dealing with on the show every week. So, so I, I think that's a, that's kind of a, a good spot to kind of bring in that understanding of, of what we mean when we're talking about the, the four F's and specifically that freeze uh, when you identify yep. someone in there, right? It's all about. So, so, so folks, Brian is drawing two different parallels. So if you're on a PowerPoint, there's two different columns. So the four Fs are over here, some of the oldest, most yeah. primitive indicators on motivations for humans, okay? And he's talking about the fight, flight, or freeze that's over here, which is a subset of those. And both of those are hugely important, but you can overcome the urge or the autonomic reflex to freeze with training. You can reduce your, your limit to fight or flight by training for the event uh, 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 left of bank before it occurs, and that's going to give you a fighting chance when it occurs. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point to uh, wrap it up on. So, I mean, that, that kind of we, we, we covered a lot, and we had a couple of good spirals there that went into uh, this freeze. Sorry, you can't go to the Y anymore. You get what I'm <laughs> so, saying? I'm still going. They still want their towels. So, uh, I don't actually What was, what was your buddy at the soup kitchen? Uh, dirty that saved dirty, you on my, that dirty Mike. Dirty Mike, Mike and the boys. boys. So, that was it. so uh, I think we went did a couple of the, that, that freeze part of the four Fs is obviously big because that, that, that's huge. Yes. And I'm glad we covered that because a lot and, of And you don't, don't want your spin the bottle to land on that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's a good analogy. Right. So you, it could land on one of those things. And, and, and if, if I'm not prepared or I'm overwhelmed by events, I can, I may go into that freeze, which is, which is the worst yes. one out of all of them. Right. Because then you, not you do desirable. nothing. And then handling summit with identifying people who are in that moment in that moment themselves right and how to handle that a little bit better so, yes. so you don't then become a contributing factor you don't turn a, a, you don't turn a, a robbery turn into a homicide a, you know exactly give up the cheese yeah. okay and and sometimes you're dealing with damaged humans most that of have the time. Yeah. A, a debilitating mental illness yeah. maybe in this situation and you don't want to overreact because they're just being them and and so don't don't pour your bucket into theirs 
yep. uh, just walk yeah. away almost yeah. always. All right. Well, that's a good uh, spot to end on. So everyone, thanks for tuning in and uh, don't forget training changes behavior. That's all for today, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at HBPRA. Check out our website at ArcadiaCognorati.com. Please, if you enjoyed the show, like it, share it, tell your friends about it. Let's get the word out there. And if there's something you want us to cover directly or curious about, go ahead and get a hold of us by email at leftofgreg at gmail.com. Thanks.